That's my production company, Digital Stuff. Digital Stuff. And things. He's got the stuff. Wait, you have a production company and I do all the editing? What the hell? Oh, I wasn't supposed to say that out loud. Just kidding. <laughs> You're listening to the Give Me Five Podcast, episode 191. Side A. Side A. Side A. Side A, side A, side A, side A, side A. Broken For example, with your production company, you c- can you cut out that thing Rob just did? Uh, <laughs> my question is, why Why would I? That's, that's gold. <laughs> okay, guys, this is the Give Me Five podcast. We are a semi-entertaining show. We talk about very entertaining things. We talk about really anything that just came out that we had the opportunity to see. This could be movies. It could be streaming. It could be music. It could be books. Written for and about fifteen-year-old girls, and uh, we also talk about <laughs> our uh, our uh, we talk about our our state, not the state of mind, but our lovely state of Florida, Amer- America's penis, America. <laughs> yeah, my name is Lord Gregory Farthammer, and I am joined by <laughs> Balthazar the Syphilitic. My Please friends let call that be me, me the Sex Pistol. <laughs> Can I use that name? Is that copyrighted? (laughs) Depends on how you spell it. P-Y-S-T-O-L? Yeah, you're screwed. Oh, is that really? P, wait, what is it? P, what? P-Y-S-T-O-L? No, you can do it. Yeah, you're good. All right. And Edmund Scrotum Rot. All right, I guess that one's me. Hello, everybody. Yeah. You always... You're always playing Russian roulette when you don't pick the first name. Well, the first name was perfect. I loved it, but that's fine. <laughs> you were too slow. The second one isn't far from the truth, so it's fine. <laughs> Probably because your scrotum is rotting. Yes. Yeah. Uh, this week, we are going to talk about Mythic Quest Season 2. We talked a little bit about the beginning of the season, and the last episode of Season 2 has run uh, as of last week. So we're going to chat about how that season went, or at least I'm going to tell these two about how that season went. We're going to talk about, well, I wrote some book that Omar read, but it is called uh, Wild Bird. What's it called? Wild Bird. Wildfire. Wild Bird. Wild Bird. And Wild The Ice fire. Road, which is something I saw the, the little header for uh, on my, my streaming box the other day, and I was like, if it wasn't two in the morning, I'd watch this immediately. I've got so your I'm streaming box right here. Sorry. Wow. <laughs> he is going to download something for you. <laughs> he wants a nice streaming box right there. Mm. Uh, we are a rated yeah. R podcast. And if your children are listening to this, they shouldn't be. We That's apologize. Yeah. But ultimately, whose fault is it really? <laughs> they might get spoiled from things. Rob. They, they they might, because this is a review show. We're going to talk about shit. We'll try to avoid major twists, but like always, if we're talking about something that you haven't seen, read, or listened to yet, you might want to use your own discretion, come back a little bit later, or whatever. Cool. Fair enough. Uh, it's time for news. We're going to spoil is- some news. Be yes. ready. Yeah, I haven't really had a chance to look at the entertainment news, but I did go down, when I was looking for stuff to talk about, I did go down a rabbit hole of trailers. And, yeah, I watched one or two as well. Uh, so I'm just going to, not really going to go in that much of an order. There's a few that I'm very excited about. Uh, the one I actually seemed the most excited about when I realized it was coming out was Sing 2, which is not what I expected. Oh, really? But I, the, I really? That's the cartoon one? Yeah, with a little with a little yeah. koala bear voiced mm-hmm. by Matthew McConaughey. Uh, first of all, I did I did finish the Matthew McConaughey book Yay. that Omar reviewed the other day. It was excellent on Audible. I highly suggest that, which I think I said last week as well. 
Uh, I forgot that he was actually the little koala bear in Sing. Um, I, I assume he's coming back for Sing too. He is. Uh, there's. All right, all it right, looks right. fun. The man, the first Sing movie, the whatever they did with the production value on the music, and I'm saying this a little bit coyly because the guy that did the music production and the audio engineering on that is a grad of the place I work, and won a. a I believe he won a award for it. He also did the uh, the sound engineering on it, um, uh, what's it called, Inception. So you can kind of oh. understand how crisp he does things. Uh, it looked really good. The storyline behind that looks like kind of a like America's Got Talent kind of situation, and the head of the show is a wolf who is going to literally throw the koala off a building if he can't go find like a a reclusive uh, musician that they claim that they know. One of the one of the characters claims that he knows. Uh, it's funny. The little trailer is cute, and it sounds great. So, looking forward to seeing that. I believe that comes out in around Christmas time, though. So, well, first, a little bit of time waiting for that. The first movie was so good. I love mm-hmm. that one. Same. The first thing I thought was fantastic, and it did sound, by the way, great, in my opinion. So yeah. I'm really. Oh, excited. and uh, what's his face is is actually a really good singer. The dude, from, the uh, Taron Egerton from uh, Kingsman. Taron Egerton. Yeah. Yeah. He's really, he's excellent in that, and he's back as well. the The cast is good, and of course they're going to throw some some more celebrities in there. So, looking forward to that. And I think that I mean, a lot of these celebrities weren't working on set for a while, so I think there's there's a lot of celebrities that are going to be doing a lot of these animated things because they can technically record the voices from home. Mm-hmm. Um, so, that's that. Uh, the trailer for Halloween Kills, which is Halloween Two, kind of you know the the reboot of Halloween. Oh, when we. When we last left them, Michael Myers was trapped in a burning basement, and oh, so it's it's a it's a continuation, not the reboot, because the he was left in the burning basement with Laurie Strode at like sixty years old. Yeah, and well, they escaped on a truck, and if you right. remember, as they were escaping on the truck, you saw the fire trucks going the other direction, and she's like, right. no, 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 and you're going, and the trailer basically already shows how he got out. And it's violent and aggressive, and it looks like it's right in the same vein as the other Halloween. I forget right. what they called it, but I was—I love that movie. I've—I've I've actually watched that. Yeah, you know, I don't watch a lot of horror movies multiple times. The most recent one you're talking about? Yeah, yeah. That one I've watched a bunch of times. It, it was—it was good. They really gave Michael Myers that—that that creepy feel, that ominous, um, stockish serial killer type feel. Yeah. And as I, as I said, opposed to the guy I, who just randomly shows up and stabs people. Yeah, exactly. Like, I've, I've mentioned this the other day. I don't think it was on podcast or anything like that. You know, I've talked to a lot of editors, and they always they say if you want to do something really crisp and good, whatever frames you decide to stop things at, cut it a little bit sooner, and that makes things a way, if you're doing a violent or an uh, adventure or action film, it makes things go faster. And you could tell that they did that every time the knife stabbed down, everything that happened, everything was just a little abrupt. And mm-hmm. I always use the the reference of Dark Knight when the they do the uh, the crime or the bank robbery at the beginning. As soon as the Joker gets his gets his minions to get their job done, he pops each one like right away, boom, mm-hmm. boom, boom, boom. And it's the way it's edited makes it go faster and makes the Joker seem even more insane. And that's yeah. the way this is cut and the way that other Halloween movie was cut. So I very much enjoy that. Um, then there was, uh, the new Shang-Chi, uh, uh, Marvel movie coming out in a, I guess it's Mm -hmm. coming out in September. And I have no idea what to think about this one, to be honest. Like, I don't know how, what? What is it? What, Shang-Chi? No, 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 the, the, the trailer, what, what's different about? Uh, well, the trailer does reveal a, a lost Marvel villain. Have you seen that? Mm-mm. The abomination is in it from Hulk. Really interesting. Like Tim Roth's Tim Roth's character, right? Who, is, is it Tim Roth? Who is one of the few that doesn't die in it? He's in it, and also Wong is in it from Doctor Strange. And there's basically like an underground pit fighting thing where those two are like faced off against each other. That's not what I'm not. That's not what I'm confused about. Like I don't know how well this movie is going to play in America because not a lot of people know the character. Um, you know, I'm sure you know, Rob and I go toy hunting all the time, and I'm sure you've seen the sheer amount of Shang-Chi toys still on the, on the racks. Yeah, nobody really cares. Um, 
I've seen, I've been to the Lego store and the Lego Shang-Chi stuff is all like, and we're talking, we go three times a week. You can like, there have been times I've moved something aside to look for something and, you know, it gets stuck on the peg next to it and you go and it's the same way when you go back three days later. Right. Yeah. And like, that's the same kind of thing. Like, so I don't the know Shang-Chi if that's a... toys just really aren't moving. So I'm, I, I think you're right. I'm concerned about how well this movie will actually do. Yeah. And the, then the truth is it's all in the, uh, the trailer though, isn't it? I mean, if it's a badass trailer, people will go see it. That's not always true. Oh, that's true. That's fair. I mean, they, it's, I mean, it is Marvel. So they've, they, in the past have known what they've doing. I mean, as we always say, they sold a talking tree and a raccoon to us, but <laughs> there's also a fear that this is, this is trying to push for the Chinese market and, and, I'm going to get a little controversial here, which I'm usually not the one that does that. But, you know, we Disney has had some dealings with China. They filmed Mulan in an area right outside of a concentration camp. It's public mm-hmm. knowledge. Uh, and they have known to pander and change things at, so as not to anger the Chinese market because the Chinese market is whatever the president of China says. In fact, there's a strong possibility that me saying just that will get our small podcast banned in China. And then we will make shirts that say our podcast is banned in China. Awesome. Yeah. Kind now, of hoping that happens. I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah. That would be awesome. But <laughs> we get titled this episode. Are we now banned in China? <laughs> Question mark. We will. That's it. Uh, F you, yeah, China. We, <laughs> I'm not going to say that much. But there is that thing. And there are already rumors that this movie that people have said is pandering to China is going is not going to be allowed to be showed there which is crazy because the eternals the other marvel movie that's on the docket is directed by the chinese born director of uh nomadland with Jim, the movie that jimmy really liked i haven't seen it yet mm-hmm. and who should be a national hero over there but she said something that the president of china didn't like or someone in china didn't like and n- they scrubbed her victory and everything off of the internet over there so why, why oh. would Shang Chi be be? Because it's a Marvel movie. Concerned. It's a Marvel movie, and it's and the Eternals is a Marvel movie, and who knows? Oh, so just guilt by association kind of thing. So they're just banning. It's all possible. Marvel I movies? could. I read through the article trying to find that exact answer, mm. and there's no definitive thing. It's just it's this is them determining this based on the fact that it's not on the. It's a government release schedule of what movies are going to be released, and and and, and it's, it's not, not on there yet. Yeah, neither of those movies well, are on there. So this is an assumption, and it could be a huge loss if they change characters. You know, like the Mandarin wasn't the Mandarin in Iron Man three because they didn't want to piss off China. Mm-hmm. And well, and, did that hurt the story? Eh, maybe I don't know. And in all honesty, I mean if. If that's what you're going for, if you're going for the pandering to a particular market, when that market snubs you, I mean, you deserve for that to fail. <laughs> I mean, oh yeah, if, I, I totally agree. If you're if you're totally gearing it for one market, and then the market says, "Oh well, you know, we don't we don't want your stupid shit," it's like, well, then maybe you shouldn't put all your eggs in one basket. Yeah. Hmm. Especially when there is a there is something moralistically wrong about the reasoning in most cases. Like, you know, if the Shang-Chi thing could be a matter of, well, the villain is also Chinese. Okay, well, so is the hero. <laughs> you know, like, what's yeah. the big deal? And But you never know. It's a different, it's a completely different culture that I I can only understand via uh, people that are in America, you know? Right. So And and the problem is, is if, if you alienate a, another one of your main bases, um, I, I realize that China is a very large market but i mean if that's the only market you're gunning for and you lose everything else i mean that's kind of short-sighted yeah and as a result it's a huge market but it's also a very small percentage overall because it's what money is allowed i believe the money is it's it's a weird deal where the money doesn't completely come back i think it has something to do with like it almost gets put on a tab like you can use this money to shoot in our country at some point or something weird like that. It's I, that might be outdated, but I believe that's what it is. So mm. that's really interesting. Anyway. Um, yeah. Someday I, I would like to read up more on that. It's 
you know, we have enough stuff to do. But anyway, that's the other thing. The other movie, which I, I'm hate talking about this, but it's also a kids movie. There is a trailer out for Clifford, the big red dog. Huh. Mm. And it's a total kids movie with a computer didn't animated from dog. the last one. The last one didn't do so well, did it? Not that Clifford. The, the one with Martin Short. No, they had one with a big red dog. Did they really? A, a computer animated big red dog. Absolutely. Oh. oh. Wow, I didn't Wait, know Wait, so it's live action with just a computer animated dog? Yeah. Oh, okay. And he's a little puppy, and then he becomes big, and they try to explain it, kind of. Uh, it it does, it looks like, I mean, it, it's a kid's movie, but the so far the one redeeming quality, of course, is the fact that I'm going to fall in love with this stupid-looking dog that doesn't entirely look real. And also, um, oh, geez, I forget his name now. Robert De Niro. Is it Kel or Ke- oh, um, Keenan? Keenan. Um, Peel? Keenan. Keenan. No. Um, wow, I'm terrible. Keenan Ivory Wayne. Not Keenan no. Ivory Wayne. No. <laughs> Is it Keenan Thompson? Isn't his last name Thompson? Yeah, that's that's it. That's it. He's in it. He plays the vet. He's He always you know, eats up the screen and he's awesome. But I know I'm going to see it. You know, just as soon as a kid's movie comes out, I know it's going to be seen because my child likes seeing movies. And he'll love it. So I'm cool with it. But... You will see that the dog is. Uh, I know, there's something off with the texture. Like he looks, he almost looks like a wet sea lion. For some reason, I feel like you can. You guys can check it. I feel like you're one of the few people that will notice that. Because you're because you're steeped in. That yeah, and you guys check it out at some point. You'll let me know if he in fact looks like a wet sea lion, or if uh, I look like a wet sea lion when I take my shirt off right now on this camera. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So those are that's my news. Anyone else have anything? No. Um. There, there also was another trailer that I just watched that actually kind of looks interesting. Um, it's a it's a Netflix movie that's coming out later in the month. It's um the Blood Red Sky. Have you seen the trailer for that? No. No. Is it a YouTube um, uh, live it's action a, documentary? No. It's a um, it's a mid air thriller. So it's basically this this mom and her son are getting on a plane. They're traveling to, from. Where is it? it? From a European country, or I mean, I want I want to say China, but it's not China. It's it it because I know that's not a European country. Stop. Um, I think it's a European country, and they're getting on. They're they're getting on a plane because she's going to the U.S. for to see a doctor for treatment. She's got a rare blood disorder, and so she takes medication and everything. And she gets on the plane, and the plane is hijacked. And one of the hijackers actually is Dominic Purcell. You know who that is, right? Dominic Purcell? Yeah. I know the name, but I'm not putting a face to it right now. Um, he's uh, he's Heatwave from Legends of Tomorrow. Uh, oh, oh, yeah, okay. So, Bald dude, yeah. From, yeah. He was also in the Prison yep. Break show. Prison Break, yep. He was oh, the I brother. Like that dude. Yeah, he, and the plane is hijacked by terrorists. And at uh, one point, her little boy is scared. She, he gets away from her. And she chases him down, and the terrorists freak out. They're like, what are you doing? Blah, 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 blah. And she's like, please, my son. And the guy shoots her in the chest. And so now the little boy is motherless, hiding on the plane. Um, And then we find out that her rare blood disorder is actually that she's a vampire. So now there is a vampire loose on the plane with these terrorists, and then it becomes an action horror flick. That's interesting. Yeah, I don't know if they've said too much but I'm in. Yeah. It comes out at the end, towards the end of this month on Netflix. Okay. I was like, Ooh, I might, I might need to watch that. Yeah. And it's, and it's another one of those movies where they film it in two languages because it's initially filmed in uh, French or whatever language it is from where they're coming from with subtitles. And then when they get, yeah, yeah, and then when they get on the plane and the terrorists take over, the terrorists, uh, obviously Dominic Purcell is speaking speaking English, so you know they switch to English for the the second part of the movie and beef bourguignon. Yes, I don't know. And and (laughs) I'm I'm interested. I just like I said, I just saw the trailer and I'm like, ooh, that looks pretty decent. Let's check that out. Also note, Rob listens to trailers instead of listening to us talk. What? I'm sorry, I was (laughs) listening to this trailer. Well, the other thing, I've, I've got some other news here. We're going to revisit a Florida story briefly before we go into our actual Florida story. 
you remember the uh, the chick with the banging body that decided to trash a uh, uh, Outback Steakhouse? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Like she had a leathery old face, but her body was that of like, I don't know, like a 21-year-old. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, well, it turns out the day before that happened, so there's – day before that happened, uh, her ex-husband had gotten a restraining order against her. But you would think, okay, poor dude, right? But mm-hmm. also, he was a he was an Ocala fire chief, and he just got fired from his job because he uh, was basically trying to force out, like, city managers and basically trying to get other people that he works with to force out city managers so that he could – like he was basically doing corrupt shit to try to get a higher position by like trying to convince other people he works with to lie about things to get you know to get his people in place. Um, mm-hmm. So unrelated to his crazy wife trashing an outback, I assume uh, he just got fired for uh, conspiracy for, or something. Uh, yeah, it was. Uh, he got an injection, uh, a injunction against his ex-wife Tina Kindred. An injection May against the ex-wife. An injunction, yes. <laughs> uh, days later, he she was arrested for destroying thousands of dollars worth of stuff, which we talked about. Um, as you scroll through the article, there is in fact the naked picture of her. Uh, if you want to find that, it's the Ocala-News.com. Uh, in addition, this. Oh, and he also basically was not doing his job. He was busy, like, you know. All he was doing was trying to get promoted instead of, you know, I don't know, stopping fires. So <laughs> he is, he's gone now. But he is still not our Florida Man of the Week. We do have a Florida Man of the Week, which we will lovingly, love, eh, I can't speak, lovingly refer to as Jubal's-esque. <laughs> Go on. Yeah. Well, I will say his, let's see if, oh boy, his name. Uh, Latrell, maybe he's French too. Uh, Antoine Tresselius, already a convicted felon, attract a customer at a um, 7-Eleven. And you know how he attract he attacked the customer by throwing salsa at him, a jar of salsa, which shattered on the dude's back, which fucking hurt. Ooh. Uh, but also, he then reached into a cooler and grabbed a Choco Taco and started eating it. As one does. When they commit violent acts yeah. with salsa. Tossing salsa and eating choco tacos. <laughs> the force of the throw caused the glass jar of salsa to break on the victim's back, leaving wow. visible swelling, redness, and a minor laceration. He walked out of the store without paying for the choco taco, which is a crime in itself, uh-huh. obviously, but it's even... Yeah. Um, or the salsa, for that matter. And was charged with battery and uh, petty theft with uh, two or more uh, prior thing, uh, prior... Uh, arrests. Arrests. Yeah, so always pay for your Choco Taco Jubals. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I, we don't even know. Uh, now, Jubals is one of our patrons, and he uh, is very pro-Taco, which is why we're joking if you are like, if you guys are confused. But I, I believe he's a, a good stand-up individual and always pays for his taco. We're assuming... I'm pretty sure he would pay for our tacos if we all went to get tacos together. Now, that is a good Hint. point. And since this is going out on a podcast live, he's, I feel like he's backed into a corner a little bit. So thanks in advance, buddy. <laughs> no, well, it's going to be on the internet, and everything on the internet is true. Everything is true. We should so. be careful saying that, because it could be someone else's turn someday <laughs> talk about us. <laughs> I, I thought for sure you were going to talk about the guy that was hiding drugs in his foreskin. Yeah, I, I actually did. I had written that down. But I forgot about it. I think on purpose. <laughs> yeah, because I knew that there was another one out there. Yeah, there is. It, Rob, you can take that one next week. The guy <laughs> that was hiding that was hiding meth in his foreskin. Yeah. But I decided oh, like, to go damn. with something way more deli- way more delicious, and that is Choco Tacos. Choco Tacos. Way better. Though. But uh, we, I did just mention patrons. You did. Uh, we have a Patreon. We do. And Rob, would you like to talk about that? Since I always screw it up. I saw that somebody else joined the chat. Was that was that our chat? Uh, not that I know of. No. It just flashed up on my thing. Anyway. Yeah. Um, we do have a Patreon. For just $5, mm-hmm. 
you can become a patron and get invited to our Discord chat. You'll get things like early access to the movie that we'll be reviewing. You get early access to the top five list. You can actually submit your own lists. You will get a birthday episode where we where you get to pick the movie and we do a custom top five list about you that is guaranteed to be wildly inaccurate. And if it is accurate, we bear no liability. There are also higher ranges where you get access to show notes. You could curate an episode. You can even join us on an episode. And you can join that by going to patreon.com slash give me five podcast. Okay. Excellent. Yeah. And we love our patrons. We thank our patrons. And uh, we learn a lot from our patrons. And on their birthdays, we tell you guys a lot about our patrons. But I guess it's time for our topics. Jump topics, right into them. What, topics, what do we want to do here? Topics. I'm interested in this movie. I want to hear from Omar. Me? And Wild Bird. Um, yeah, it was fine. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, it was a book. I read it. Yeah, that's no, it was good. I had some words or whatever. There was no picture, so that's stupid. Um, I I was uh, at, a, at a library, and I just happened to kind of walk up to a, a, a shelf of like, you know, kind of like random library books that have to be re, you know, reshelved like in the proper area or whatever. And um, I just kind of started browsing through, and I picked up this book, and I just read the back. And it gives a little description. Um, you know, it's basically like 3.52 a.m. You know, Ren, the title characters, the character, the protagonist, is her name is Ren. That's hence the title of the book, Wild Bird. And um, she gets woken up in the, you know, the middle of the night. And she's calling for her parents to help her. And they're like standing there, but they're not doing anything. And she's being taken away. And she gets taken away to this, uh, that was the little blurb on the back, but the basic, that's what got me interested in it. So I started reading through the book a little bit, just random pages, and it looked interesting. And I was like, okay, I'll just give this a shot. That's, this looks interesting. So I get it, and I start reading it, and it's yeah, so... so real, real quick, we are, of course, going to mock you. Uh, because, you know, it, it is it is a young adult book. But also, for your birthday this year, would you like Rob and I to wake you up out of a sleep and drag you off into the woods? Into the desert. Into yeah, the desert, I mean, I've been asking... I've been waiting for you to ask me that for two decades. So... Okay. <laughs> yeah. My wish, my dreams have come true. <laughs> but, uh, you didn't... I mean, you didn't have to read an entire book, get onto a <laughs> podcast and talk about it for that to happen. You could have just told us. We yeah. are We are open-minded friends. I appreciate that. Um, and I do have a bunch of tarp and duct tape in my garage that I have no use for. Okay, and I'll be right there. Like now, I'm coming to you. That's just an... <laughs> um... <laughs> okay, sorry. Continue. <laughs> well, it's just abduct it's... me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's um. So she she's basically like a troubled teenager, and they the parents sign her up for this. You know, not like a scared straight thing, but like they she literally gets taken put on a plane. And then taken out into the desert. And I, I want to say, I think it was Utah or somewhere. And it's like an eight-week program where she's out there with, like, in the wilderness, surviving with this other group of, there's like three, um, I'll use the word counselors. And uh, there's six or seven, eight, something like that. It, it varies during the story. Other girls who are also in the same predicament because they were so out of control with drugs and stuff. It is a young adult novel. I had no. I literally had no idea what we, I was going to do. We into. caught you smoking pot. You're going to become Mormon now. <laughs> it's the only cure. Um, so it, it just it was so well written, and it was and it's little short chapters. They're only a few pages each. Um, it's not a very long book. It, it, I read it pretty quickly, but it was just such a well done story, and it was. Um, it. it I guess I'm so impressed by it because it really, as far as for me, it came out of nowhere. Um, the the author's name, I'm going to try not to butcher it. Um, Wendelin Vandranen, D-R-A-A-N-E-N. Um, she was actually used to be a math and computer science teacher like an, at a high school. And then she started writing stories and now she does that full time. Um, but she, she, her parents are from Denmark, but she was born, she's here from the United States, uh, I believe Chicago. 
and just started writing these these novels. I've never heard of her. Never heard of her. She's got a a fairly big amount of of books under her belt. Um, a couple of different series called one's called the Gecko and Sticky. Another one is Sammy Keys um, and the whatever like Sammy Keys novels. And that's a series. And then there's another one called Shredder Man. Which are, which are like four of them, and I've never heard of any of these. Are you? Gonna, I'm assuming you like this enough to. Are you going to look out, look out for those books as well? I, I think I might. I don't know. I, I maybe because there's a lot of like non-series books that I think are interesting, and I think for me as well, like because I have daughters around that age, I think it 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 gives me a certain perspective that I. You know what I mean? Like it, it there's a certain interest there because of my own girls who are essentially the same age as the girl in in the in in Wild Bird. Um but it's really really good. I mean, it's not some of the things that are that that come along in the book, some of the plot points, it's not the most complicated thing. Like if you think about other stories of this kind that you've read, you you you're going to kind of get an idea of of some of the things that are going to happen. But it's just so well written. It's so well done and it and it and the whole thing is written from the point of view of Ren and um even though it's it, it is a young adult novel but it's it gets into some heavy territory she ends up at one point they they do a lot of like backstory for her um she kind of unknowingly you know meets the wrong another buddy at school and meets the wrong you know girl and starts doing drugs and then meets the wrong boy and starts unbeknownst to her becomes like a heroin drug mule for this guy like it gets heavy, and uh, one of the Damn, other that that was a twist. Well, yeah, well, <laughs> uh, it it it's good. Like it's a really well done book, and then it follows her kind of redemption and and uh, how she comes to terms with the things she's done. It's it's very very well done, and if you're into you know, there's a lot of really great young adult books like all the uh, you know, Hunger Games and those books. And those those were good, too. I mean, I read those. Well, I, and I remember the ones when we were in high school, like the one about, uh, there's one about drugs or something. that like It was like a diary of some chick. Oh, yeah, yeah, that like, sounds familiar. People... Yeah. I don't, I don't think I read yeah, that. Now, at any point of this book, does anyone reveal to be a vampire? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, it's all, it's all very, uh, it's on I'll the up and up. It's my list. Yeah, sorry. So she's not shot and then turns into a vampire and then starts killing the terrorists. No. Yeah, for the rest of the year, every single thing I read, watch, uh, listen to has to involve a a, some sort of vampire reveal. Okay, so I didn't want to get into it, but the last thing that happens is she she gets taken out into the desert, and she becomes the victim of a vampire. Does that count? Okay, there we go. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. She drinks all of the fellow campers drugs. That's cool. So that it's a little bit of a twist for the show. We don't usually get a chance to cover that nice. kind of stuff. Yeah. Anyone that's great reading for if you want to read that to your kids, if they're under ten, it'll be great. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Especially the heroin drug. Yeah, absolutely. Thing. Yeah. Um, so this is a good read. It's an easy read in the sense of like the way that it's written, but it's it does get it a little bit heavy. And it and it and I'm so impressed with it, I think partially just because it like I said, it it came out of nowhere for me, and um, yeah, very well done. I I really do highly recommend it. It's a great story. It's a very very well done story. Cool. And I like well you know, books about teenagers because oh. I too am a teenager. <laughs> so <laughs> you are a giant teenager. <laughs> well, I'm gonna talk about Mythic Quest here. Mythic Quest Raven's Banquet Season 2. I talked about Season 1 at the end of last year because I got into it late. I talked about mm-hmm. the pandemic episode, and then I talked about the post-pandemic episode, which I made Rob, which I, which I made Rob watch the other day while we were waiting for a, a movie-watching thing. And, and I will say that I enjoyed the episode, but, I mean, the problem is is that it's only available on Apple TV, and yeah. I don't that have it, and I'm not buying another fucking streaming service just to be able to stream you know whatever i mean the the, the one show or or technically two because the the other show on apple tv is really good too Uh, yeah but but i mean the whole streaming thing has kind of gotten a little bit crazy with having to decide what platforms you actually want to stream as far as 
Netflix, Amazon, the Peacock, uh, Apple TV, like almost every major network is starting their own streaming services. Mm-hmm. And it's like, all right, guys, this is getting a little ridiculous here. It really is. At, the, at, at some point, they're, they're going to have to start bundling them. Yeah. And it was initially like, oh, this is cool. I don't have to pay this much money for cable. And now it's, I'm going to end up spending more. And I actually have to think about what I'm looking for. Before, Like, how do I find this? You have to search and you have to make sure that you, like, the other day I was trying to watch something on Paramount, which I have. I have Paramount Plus, but when I went to watch it, it went through the Paramount Plus, like, streaming service through Amazon. So it actually charged me for it again. Oh, bullshit. The label says the same thing. It's just, is it a blue background or a black background? And I picked the wrong one. And all of a sudden, I'm like, wait, why is it charging my credit card? Because I got a little notification on my phone. I'm like, and I would have had, I would have been paying for the service twice if I didn't get that notification. But mm-hmm. that's besides the point. We're going to talk about Mythic Quest. Because Mythic Quest is awesome. It is on Apple TV, like Rob said. Uh, it's Rob McElhenney, F. Murray Abraham, uh, Charlotte Nick Dow, Ashley Birch, Jesse Ennis, uh, who liked one of our tweets the other day, by the way. One of the podcast tweets. Or uh, Instagram comments. Uh, Imani Hakim, David Hornsby, Danny Pudi, and more. Um, I know I've talked about the show a few times. Uh, they stuck the landing on the season. This this whole show is about a video game company. You might think it's kind of similar to Silicon Valley just because it's tech stuff. But it's uh, it's one of those MMOs and... As I believe I said just a few weeks ago, it's uh, the they're they're huge. They released their giant, well-awaited um, like expansion, and this whole season has been like, okay, what's next? Uh, there's a little bit of a creative differences, so the two leads of the company are kind of like, you know, we'll do two expansion packs that, and we'll both see what we come up with, and then kind of release them at the same time, kind of thing. Uh, in the middle of the season, both season one and season two, they do like a little bit of an aside thing with, um, uh, the, uh, this case it's F. Murray Abraham's character, who is supposed to be one of those like 1970s sci-fi writers that basically just got really high and they were like working for literary magazines, like a <laughs> Bradbury. And they do like, they show him in the past, uh, played by Big Head from Silicon Valley, actually. Nice. And... They show him in the past, and then the next episode kind of shows him in the future, or in the current times, mm-hmm. visiting one of his old colleagues from the past, which um, it's it's really good. It's it's heartbreaking, actually. You know, it's you know when you see those things where it's like they'll show something and it'll be like still a better love story than Twilight, which I know is an old dated <laughs> reference, but like this one, like I I shit you not, they show someone eating a lemon and I teared up because this like they in the past they show this guy fall in love with this this other writer who kind of would like grab the lemons out of his water when they would like discuss things at like restaurants and stuff and then in the common times not much of a spoiler but um he finds out that she has since passed but her but her daughter is there and they have the same actress play it so it's like wow you look just like her and the daughter plucks a lemon out of her water, out of his water, rather, and eats it. And he realizes, like, his being an asshole kind of ruined everything kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's like, and it's F. Murray Abraham, who's a great actor. Yeah. Um, so the, the show's great. I know that was kind of a weird example, but um, every time it's on, I know, I have no idea if it's going to be a season three. They kind of designed the end of season two to possibly be, like, an end of the, end of the show thing, just in case. But... It's Rob McElhenney who has the entire weight of like what fifteen years of almost of Always Sunny. Oh, they're on season I think seventeen or something now. Yeah, which is 16. I think fifteen. When they got to fifteen, that was the lo- the record for a longest running live action show. And yeah, and then they got two more. They got signed, I think, for two more seasons. Like after, because it yeah. it was going to be their last one, and then I recently read that there's a couple more seasons in the works now. Which is, that's one of my favorite. David shows. Hornsby is in it. He play. David Hornsby is in it. That is the. Uh, he's the the preacher that is now like rickety the homeless guide based on them. <laughs> yeah. But he plays the the head of this this game studio in this case. He's also one of the producers. He's very excited because this whole season, this whole season he's been dating a widow, like a recent widow. It's like it's, 
and he's like, ah, everyone refers to her as the widow. Uh, I like the show because it, it leaves you, it leaves you uneasy at times, just like Always Sunny. Like, Always Sunny is, like, in an era where a lot of people do get offended by things, Always Sunny just I, goes headlong into it. I I do have to correct you because I, I, I could have sworn that there was that there was something else. Always Sunny is the longest running live action comedy. Because so there are others that have been running far longer. Um, Law and Order Special Victims Unit's been running for 22 seasons. Okay. Hmm. Okay. Um, Gunsmoke ran for 20. Uh, Law and Order actually ran for 20. Lassie ran for 19 seasons. Supernatural. NCIS has been running for at least 18 seasons. Grey's Anatomy? Grey's Anatomy has been running for 17 seasons. Okay. So it's, it's the comedy. Yeah. It's the longest running comedy one. Gotcha. But anyway, as I, with uh, Mythic Quest, I, it does leave you a little bit uneasy at times, and they go headlong into things. There was a remarkable, it was like a one-two kind of comedy punch where they're talking about Thailand, and the, the old author guy who has this like shady past, he was like, ah, Thailand, Bangkok, don't mind if I, or was it Bangkok? <laughs> yes, yes, sir. And then <laughs> Phuket, don't mind if I do. And then the, the one girl, Ashley Birch, who's like the, the one of the lead writers in the real life and she writes the actual show she's like wait a second i'm part thai and i'm offended he's like and they immediately like oh you're part thai and you're offended by this okay say something in thai she's like, well, i can't so, then why are you offended shut up <laughs> but she wrote <laughs> the part she wrote the part herself oh that's funny so it's like going headlong into that kind of stuff like if you're if you're so offended by cultural you know this stillman stealing your culture why aren't you stealing your own culture like <laughs> so it's kind of an interesting take on it about people that aren't just saying like, eh, let me teach you versus I'm offended that you tried to learn. So uh, it's kind of interesting. Uh, I highly suggest watching it. Even if you just get a free sample of Apple TV, um, you know, watch the show. It's awesome. The cast is great. And they're, I would love to see where they're going, especially with the way the, the season ends, which I won't spoil. Mm. Yeah, I'm definitely interested. I, just, I don't have Apple TV either. Well, just come up and visit, and I will sit the two of you down in front of my television. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm interested, but not interested enough to buy Apple TV. I get it for free, so just... Uh, why? You two come up, I will sit your asses on my couch, and just watch. It's like two eight-episode two, two, eight seasons or something. Oh, I'll come. All right, I will sit in your lap and, and watch it. That's what I heard. Excellent. That's... <laughs> the. Well, let's talk about The Ice Road. Well, like Greg said, I was I was actually on Netflix as well, kind of scrolling, and I saw this giant picture of Liam Neeson's face, and I'm like, "Oh, what is this now?" So I looked into it, and it's a new. It was a new movie that was released on June 25th of this That's year. That's actually kind of weird because I'm wondering if I'm being profiled because I saw the same ad, but it was a giant picture of Lar- of Lawrence Fishburne's face. Really. And I, what's funny is I thought it was like a, a reality show. I was like, holy uh-huh. shit, that, I, that Ice Road Trucker dude looks just like Lawrence Fishburne. <laughs> I saw the and Liam Neeson one. that's why I looked at one. the trailer. Oh. Yeah, that's the one I saw. Yeah, I saw the Liam Neeson one. It's possible like, I'm, that I'm they wondering have different if the banners fact that, that I've show at like, different times. Could be true, or the fact that like for the past three weeks I've been watching nothing but Motown documentaries. Oh, well, maybe. Oh. Uh, anyway, go on. Yeah. But The Ice Road was released on June 25th of this year. It's directed by Jonathan Hensley, and it stars Liam Neeson, Lawrence Fishburne, Marcus Thomas, Benjamin Walker, Holt McCallany, um, and oh, what was the girl's name? I thought somebody put that information in, but they didn't put the girl's name in there. Um, Mid, uh, what's her name? Mid Thunder? Native American. Um... Anyway, the synopsis is, while Greg looks that up, after a remote diamond mine collapses in... Diamonds? Really? Okay. I didn't... I had no idea that that's what the mine was. After a remote diamond mine collapses in far northern Canada, a big rig ice road driver must lead an impossible rescue mission over a frozen ocean to save the trapped miners. Uh, Amber Midthunder. Oh, I was right. Midthunder. Okay. That's a badass name. That is an awesome Yeah, it is. Almost bad, almost as bad as like. Well, actually, it's more badass than Colt, whatever his name is. Yeah, yeah, and and her character's name is Tantu. 
Tantu? But, um... Tantu, yeah. Hmm. T-A-N-T-O-O. Okay. So my initial thoughts were, I mean, how, how do they make Liam Neeson look like a badass at 137 years old? Um, <laughs> I mean, it, it might be because he's, I don't know, Liam fucking Neeson, but I kept expecting him to tell the bad guys that he has a particular set of skills. You know, he, he, he did not do that in this movie. Uh, the movie was pretty fun. It was action filled. It did lack a lot of emotional depth, though. Um, and when I say that, I mean that it, it didn't really elicit any strong emotional ties for me, um, even when the characters died. And and spoiler alert, there were characters that died. I will avoid telling you which ones, but it, it, I didn't really connect with them all that much. So when they died, I was kind of like, eh. But, you know, it, they had the, the movie had trapped minors. It had angsty 20-something minorities with a chip on their shoulder, lovable <laughs> leaders, bad guys, treachery, PSD, family, and a rat. You know, and all of this is going on while Liam Neeson is driving a big rig on a frozen lake and punching people in the face. Sometimes at the same time. <laughs> so it's a complex movie. You know, ultimately, what's that? It's a complex movie. It is, it is. But ultimately, it's a fun ride. It's There's not a whole lot to it, though. It's it's definitely a, a popcorn movie. So if you're looking for a good action flick to sit on the couch and watch some popcorn while you wonder how Liam Neeson is so spry at 153 years old and what you are doing wrong with your life that you are not nearly as active as he is, this is the movie for you. Uh, not really one I'd say that's worth going to the theater to see. I'm not even sure that this is actually in the theaters, but... Good way to to kill an hour and a half or so. So I mean, it's enjoyable. I I mean, honestly, th- there was there was a family member of of one of the characters trapped in the mines, and honestly, I really didn't care all that much about the people in the mine either. And and ultimately, it ended <laughs> but up. He being did care about, about punching people in the face. <laughs> I did. That was awesome. And ultimately, it ended up being about corporate corruption. So that that does. I kind of figured. I kind of figured that, but, and I'm assuming it has something to do with Lawrence Fishburne because he looks shady in the picture that I saw? No, actually. Lawrence Fishburne is the head of the rescue operation. Oh. they Man, they, they made him look like haggard and like... Yeah, Lawrence Fishburne is a trucker. Picture. He's an ice road trucker. He might actually be one. He's a badass. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Amber uh, Midthunder in this picture that I found of her. Uh, goth looking. All right, I'll look it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's on IMDb. <laughs> I I will say that I will say that Lawrence somebody made the comment. Lawrence Fish Lawrence Fishburne thought all the red pills were Skittles and he ate them all. Because <laughs> he, he he's put on a lot of weight. <laughs> Morpheus has put on a lot of weight. Oh, that's funny. yeah. He's a little bit. But you know, ultimately, older. I enjoyed the movie. It was it was it was a lot of fun, an action romp, if you will. Nice. So that that is a lot of stuff for you guys to read and or watch. And I'm telling you, for the love of God, go out and check out Mythic Quest. But before you do that, do us but don't a favor. buy Apple TV to do it. Don't support that. I think it's sad, but I think if I was to pick one of the streaming service, like. The streaming services, not like Netflix or whatever, but the ones that would like be regular TV, would provide regular TV. Apple mm-hmm. TV is the best deal. And that, that may be like, true, but I, I'm only, the only ones that I'm supporting are Netflix and Amazon. Yeah. I don't, I don't Actually, have I have, I have Hulu, others. and I have Hulu as well. Uh, well, yes. we have Hulu, but I don't have it. Jen has Hulu, so we still have access to Hulu. Yeah. So. Okay, well, either way, uh, how can people... Uh, well, first of all, uh, make sure to check out our Monday episode. It's going to be a side B episode, and it's going to be part of our summer of 87. And what is that? Well, that is us watching the movies that were released in 1987 uh, pretty much around the same time as they were released in the order that they were released. And, we and do the some movie fun stuff that like... we're going to be watching came out yeah. actually what would be this weekend, this coming weekend, and you will hear the episode the day after the weekend. So, Yep. I can't wait to find and out what the movie is. That week. Now we're we're allowed to say it the <laughs> because the uh, patrons have already learned this, and it is adventures in babysitting. 
Yes. I love it. That's you. As Omar looks away from short circuit on his screen going, uh-oh. <laughs> Guys, I need a oh, minute. Oh, crap. <laughs> going to need an hour yeah, and 30 uh, minutes. <laughs> ooh. No, it is an adventure with babysitting. We do some fun stuff. We talk about the other movies that were out around that time, the other music, uh, some news, things like that. Um, and it's so far, it's been pretty fun. So that is what we're going to be doing on Monday. Omar, how can people reach us to yell at us for being mean to China? <laughs> and spoiling adventures in babysitting? Yes. Well, um... You can like, subscribe, and review. Um, we've got a website for some reason. It's called Give. It's the uh, it's Give Me Five Podcast.com. It's F I V E, not the number five. You can find us on Facebook uh, by searching for Give Me Five Podcast. Um, give Me Five at Give Me Five Pod um, on Twitter and Instagram, and Give Me Five Podcast at gmail.com. If you want to send us what I assume would be pretty mean emails. <laughs> Um, and again, it's F-I-V-E, not the number five. Uh, leave us a review on iTunes or whatever other podcast app you might be using. Um, I believe we are available on all of them. Is that correct? Even ones that don't exist yet? Uh, yeah, like, as far as I know. Yeah. Um, even future ones that don't exist yet. We're available on those too. Um, and then we also... Uh, we have, I stay on top of those things. Yeah. <laughs> and we also have givemefivepodcast.threadless.com. If you want to buy some delicious swag. Um, Rob is wearing some right now. I am, in fact. I thought we agreed that you would be clothingless when we recorded. Well, that too can be arranged. <laughs> that, that is a contractual obligation. <laughs> oh, he just put on the camera. Uh, That's terrible. Come on, man. Yeah, we, we, we thir thoroughly hope to get some threats from you people, maybe... Someone can threaten to swing you, swing us around like a throwing hammer and smash our face into the ground. Yes. Which is an off the uh, podcast conversation. So thank you for listening and make sure you subscribe to the podcast because that helps us out quite a bit. Thank you for listening. I'm Pickle Rick. <laughs> <laughs> to a town.